We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And thank God joining me is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. Don't have to do this by myself. Shout out to Matt Barrows, who also filled in while you were out enjoying your life and being in Hawaii. I was over here grinding, watching Niners Chargers on a Friday night. Talking yeah, Trey I- Lance. We'll get I that. didn't watch either of the preseason games until I got back. <laughs> yeah, you've you've been in the lab since you got back, for sure. Didn't watch them live, though. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk Trey Lance trade. We'll talk about roster stuff. We'll have all that for you. But first, got to talk to you about our homies, our friends at Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is a website. Follow them on Instagram at SGLambchops. It's our favorite clothing brand, the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And Chris, I'm wearing my Lamb Chop shorts right now. I wore lamb chop shorts to your crib yesterday. Sure They're my did. summer staple now. It's no longer it's no longer a novelty for me rocking my various lamb chop shorts. It's just, that's just my wardrobe. Yeah, the the shorts are amazing. They're comfortable. They're perfect for warm weather because they're the perforated mesh that you like. Mm. Elastic mm. bands, very comfortable. Drawstrings, zippered pockets, anything you could possibly want in shorts. And the t-shirts with fall coming up, they're kind of perfect for fall because they're that little bit thicker material, keep you a little bit warmer on those cool fall nights in, in Northern California or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we got the hoodie. The hoodie is now my new favorite hoodie, the Lamb Chops hoodie, the gray joint. It is uh, it is phenomenal. We wore it to the concert that we went to a couple weeks ago, the outdoor concert um man just can't say enough about lamb chops the quality the comfort the good looks the style everything's great didn't you post that photo on social if you want to go see it follow them on sg lamb chops on instagram but don't you have a photo on social with your lamb chops hoodie on uh i don't know if i posted i might have put it on my story i don't remember oh yeah all right well maybe you should maybe you should post it i don't know you don't have anything else going on in your life worth <laughs> posting about. So, Grid's been occupied. Me, me and Nick are such good friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, uh, at, at SG Lamb Chops on Instagram, follow the, uh, go to their website, sglambchops.com, and use promo code Candlestick20 for 20% off your order today. Right now, do that. 
Candlestick Chronicles is also brought to you by Cooper's Brewing. Visit coopersbrewing.com right now. There's a little order now button. And I know you're at a, on a website for a brewery and you're going, order now, what? That's because they'll ship beer straight to your door, bro. That's right. They will package up a case of beer for you. Whether you want one type of beer or you want them to mix and match, they'll do that for you. It's all delicious. It's all great. They'll one day ship it to your house, order it Monday morning. You're getting that beer on Tuesday and you're enjoying it Tuesday, a day after you ordered it. It's the best way to acquire beer. And of course, of those delicious beers, they have the Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA, Chris. And it looks like you're checking now. Is it available on the website? It's not available just yet. It will be coming out soon. We don't have an exact date on that, but you can get Keg Slayer IPA, probably one of the best IPAs. It's full so stop in all of Northern California. You can get a Hoppy Little Trees four pack, a West Coast IPA. You can get a Snacks on Snacks Hazy IPA. <laughs> you can get a Windsor Waterworks. Shout out, you're going to get Wet Hazy Pale four pack. If you've been to hey. Windsor Waterworks, you hey. know you know the slogan. Um, it's a it's a Sonoma County staple, or at least a former one. And uh, yeah, they got. Cultivating Mass, a World Beer Cup gold medal winning Imperial Stout. Um, mm. And you can get combinations of all these different four packs in a case. You can get a case of 24 shipped directly to your door if you live in California. And obviously you must be 21. Right. 21 and up, but uh, just a, a great collection of beer. Everything is really good. I would put it up against any craft brewer anywhere. Uh, Cooperage, our good pals in Santa Rosa. If you don't if you can't get them online and you want to go to the brewery in Santa Rosa, go check them out. Um, they're just off Piner and Airway. If you're familiar with the area, incredible vibes, incredible art in there, incredible people mm-hmm. serving you beer. Uh, shout out to Charlie or or Kurt, as he's known. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, this. Charlie. Uh, so, yeah, check out Cooper. They're good friends. I have a confession. During our events, we've done two out there now, and we're about to do a third. We'll tell you when the date is for that in a second. I have Keg Slayer. Like I, I order a couple candle crons for sure, but then I move on to I move on to Keg Slayer because we, I, I have so much Candlestick Chronicles in my home. I've drank so much of that beer, and I have it at home. My parents have a bunch of it. I'm gonna drink it, but while I'm there, and I got a tab open, I'll get a couple of Keg Slayers on tap. I'm just anybody who's like. I mean, obviously, Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA is really, really good. It's not just a novelty beer; like, it's insanely right. good. Right. If you, right. particularly it's if you like delicious beer, if you like Northern California hazies, but Keg Slayer is sort of like their flagship. Yeah, like they will dope ass can too. <laughs> all their cans are super cool. Um, but yeah, Keg Slayer is is that sort of flagship IPA. If you go in there, you like IPAs, and you're not sure what to get. Um, and you want to try something in addition to Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA when it's available? Yeah. Definitely, I, I you will not go wrong if you try Kegslayer. Promise you that. This year, September twenty third, that's the Saturday after the Forty Nine ers season op- uh, home opener, the Forty Nine ers home opener on Thursday night against the Giants. That Saturday, the twenty third, is when me and Chris and all of you will be out at Cooperage. It's such a fun time. We do a live show, guestless TBD, but we do a live show. We have guests out there. We talk 49er football. We don't record it. It's as... a little off the rails sometimes. Yeah. And and not recording it allows it to kind of get there 
So we don't record it. We're just out there having a great time, chopping it up with 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 you guys who come out and and drinking. Well, let's be honest, too. We don't record it because we just have beer constantly getting shoved in our face the entire time. So, yeah, there is no like it's it's ridiculous. I don't hate it. I'm not anti that. We just don't. Yeah, we're professionals. Damn it. So we we don't record it when we're getting when we're getting drunk and talking football. It's such a great time, though. Please come out. September twenty third, say eight p.m. Eight p.m. Free of charge. That feels late. Eight p.m. Now you got to give people time to get there. Okay, yeah, eight p.m. is a good time. Allow allow people to get there. Allow people to get some food. I'm sure there'll be a great food truck there. Um, We'll have some charity apparatus set up. I'm sure. If you have a dog, for God's sakes, bring it. (laughs) If they're comfortable in public, it'd be like bringing your dog places. Please bring it. I would love to meet dogs. September 23rd, Santa Rosa, be there. Candlestick Chronicles. Let's podcast. Here's the IPA. Cooper's Brewing. Cooper'sBrewing.com. All right, let's talk about football. This is going on way too. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. All right, man. I was in Hawaii when the 49ers traded up to get Trey Lance. You were in Hawaii when the 49ers traded Trey Lance. Your thoughts? I, I did a whole solo pod about it. People know what I think. What what's uh what's your Cliff Notes version of of where you stand on this? It's probably the rightful end to a a bad situation for just about everybody involved. I think it's it's you know, everybody so badly wants to find someone to blame. And yeah, we could blame Kyle Shanahan. Sure. I also think Trey Lance not being what they thought, like, is does Trey Lance deserve any blame in that? Like, the, does Trey Lance deserve blame for, frankly, not being good enough to, to just beat out Sam Darnold this year? Because he would still be on the team if he just won that backup quarterback job. Right. Um, but I don't think that's entirely fair either. Like, the 49ers took a swing, and when it happened, you and I were both fans of the process, and we said they should have drafted Trey Lance. But it turns out it doesn't really look like any of those quarterbacks are surefire franchise guys outside of um, Trevor Lawrence. So, Who was not who was never going to be available? The whole thing with Trey Lance, and I've said this a bunch of times, but he needed reps, and the 49ers were in position to give him reps in 2022 when he was named the starting quarterback going into the season. And then he broke his ankle five quarters in that put him back in a huge way. And even his rookie season, if you want to go back to that, the way Kyle Shanahan has talked about Trey Lance, it sounds like Trey Lance would have played a pretty considerable amount his rookie year had he not busted his finger in the preseason finale against the Raiders. And Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan and everybody has said, that that finger injury really prevented Trey Lance from throwing the ball like he was accustomed to. He had to change his grip. He had to change his fundamentals. And for somebody who was already working through fundamentals and just needing reps, that's absolutely not what you need in that in that situation, right? So 
Trey Lance also gets Wally pipped. And that that's the other part of it, too. It's like Trey Lance is largely a bust because he's not getting reps. Well, a big reason why he's not getting reps is because Brock Purdy played winning football. Like Brock Purdy had the second best QBR in the NFC last year. Right. The 49ers averaged 33 and a half points per game, starting with that Dolphins game when he went in to replace Jimmy Garoppolo in the first half after he broke his foot. So, you know, the way Kyle Shanahan looks at Brock Purdy, he says, wow, this guy runs the offense. He distributes really well. He's a really quick processor. You go back to his time at Iowa State and people talk about how he was a culture changer there and really somebody who could carry a program. And there are signs that Brock Purdy might have the personality to be a franchise quarterback. And yeah. and Kyle Shanahan has seen plenty of quarterbacks. And we can argue we can argue endlessly about whether or not Kyle Shanahan is good at evaluating quarterbacks. Sure. But for right now, he feels great about Brock Purdy. And the 49ers organizationally feel great about Brock Purdy. And ultimately, that cost Trey Lance the opportunity to get reps because if Brock Purdy had not proven to be that guy or at least represent that guy to Kyle Shanahan by the way he played last year, then we're probably looking at a scenario where Trey Lance is going into the season as a starter and the 49ers are willing to ride ride the... Do you... So so you you think if Brock Purdy had come in last year and gone one and four? And they maybe make the playoffs and lose in the first round. You think Trey Lance would definitely be the starter this year? I think he. I mean, unless they trade for Kirk Cousins or something. You don't think they would have like signed Sam Darnold and had a competition for the starting job? I just don't. I don't I think they. I, I think they brought in Sam Darnold because they could get him on the cheap. I mean, maybe they just bring back Jimmy. Man, I'm, I'm... right. Like yeah. I don't know what the what the options were. But I just they, don't know oh, if they're if they weren't cool making him the backup. I don't know that they were going to be cool making him the starter. Either way, like Brock Purdy, it Brock Purdy's been like I think it's it's equal the type of impediment that Brock Purdy's been to Trey Lance's development because Brock Purdy's the one getting all those reps right. and being the starting quarterback. Yes, that's as big of an impediment as the injuries have been. So. When you have when you have a guy who's clearly a better quarterback right now, on top of all the time Trey Lance has missed and all that developmental time he needed, because if the one thing we knew about Trey Lance coming out is he just needed reps. And right. he hasn't been able to get them. And so now we're at a point where Trey Lance doesn't beat out Sam Darnold. And Albert Breer mentioned it in his story, which I think is accurate that you know, the 49ers believe they would have to run a different offense with Trey Lance at quarterback than they would, you know, with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold can approximate the same offense that Brock Purdy is going to run. Whereas if Trey Lance were in there, he would be running a different version of it. Mm. And that's not the ideal scenario you want for a backup quarterback. And I could also see why Trey Lance wanted to trade. Like, I don't think the 49ers were like, oh, win the starting job or we're trading you. Or sorry, win the backup job or we're trading you. Right. I think Trey Lance was, I mean, rightfully pissed, didn't win the backup job and was like, yeah, his camp was probably, you know, get me out of here. And it sounds like, you know, Adam Schefter reported that Trey Lance wanted to trade on Wednesday. So, I mean, we're all we're all going to be I mean, there's plenty of hyperbolic takes that 
you know, it's the biggest whiff in franchise history. And you can absolutely make that case just based on what they gave up and what the results have been. But I don't think it was bad process necessarily. I, I think probably, you know, like the, the, I mean, it was bad process because they bet on a guy who needed experience and the 49ers were not in a position to ride the developmental curve with Trey right. Lance. They had right. to, you know, they, they tried to fast track him. Um, and it was an unprecedented situation. And I think ultimately we, we learned why it was unprecedented, but well, they, I don't, they, I don't hate the logic of them taking the swing. Yeah. They tried to fast track him without, I mean, I've said everything I, I need to say on this, but they tried to fast track him without l- letting him do the thing that he needed to do to develop. They just, they took him knowing he needed to play and then they decided not to play him. And then by year three, because he got hurt in year two, they have to get rid of him because he hasn't played. Like that's on them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but I, you know, like, Look at like the Buffalo Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Josh Allen was given the time; he was given two years. And I'm not saying Trey Lance is Josh Allen, but I think there's they were similar prospects coming out from the standpoint of not facing great talent in college, having accuracy and fun and issues with just fundamentals overall. But then Josh Allen got the playing time and figured it out. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance never got that because he got hurt, and then ultimately he got Wally Pipps. Right. So do we blame Kyle Shanahan and say it's the worst? I don't know. I don't hate the process, to be honest. Like it it was it was the wrong guy. And then the issues were compounded by the injuries and all of that. But I still don't necessarily hate the process. And I had I had the thought that, like, well, if Brock Purdy wins or can can play to a winning level, then ultimately it's a wash. But then, as Nick Wagner pointed out when we were talking about it, he was like, yeah, but. It's not a wash because, you know, you look at how close they've been to contending, mm-hmm. you know, what would the team look like if they had hit on those two first round picks that they, or those two additional first round picks that they traded mm-hmm. to to get Trey Lance. So, you know, if you, you look at this roster and you're like, man, if they had two more first round type talents, like, is their offensive line substantially better, right? Do you feel better about their right tackle situation? With yeah. one of those picks, do you have a better backup tight end? Do you have another really good corner? Do you have, you know, another really good safety? Is there another player somewhere that could have helped them get them over the top um, in either of the last two years? You know, I mean, or even this draft, like not having a first round pick obviously hurt them. So it's, it's unfortunate, but I think, I think ultimately, and we talked about it, like Trey Lance not not winning the starting job and not being in a position to get snaps this year. I mean, if he it, if he was on the team throughout this season, he would have been gone in the off season. Mm-hmm. They were gonna they they're not gonna keep a guy on a seven million dollar contract to be the third stringer, the backup with yeah. so little experience. So. It sucks. I feel bad for Trey Lance. I don't think he got a fair shake. I think ultimately he was super in his head about all that stuff. I think he played like he was pressing, particularly in that Raiders game. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe to start the the Broncos game too. But 
you know, it is what it is. And ultimately, I think the 49ers are smart to just cut their losses and move on now instead of dragging it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think, and you've made this point a few different times, like <laughs> you could have just made Trey, Trey Lance your backup and kept Sam, Sam Darnold on the roster. And then, you know, like, and and then if Trey, you get, you still had time to give Trey some of those reps if Brock Purdy ever got hurt. And then maybe you find something, but Kyle Shanahan just wasn't willing to wait on Trey Lance's development, which might speak to Trey just not being the dude. Yeah, at least not not for what Kyle Shanahan wants. And I just don't, I, I don't, like I said, I don't really know what else to say because it was a massive whiff, yet they've been to two NFC title games and they're a favorite in the NFC so history will judge Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch accordingly. And it was a huge mistake. But it's not something that I think they're going to be totally unable to overcome. And that's where this gets weird. Like the dialogue around it. Because everybody wants their pound of flesh. When a, when a team makes a trade up like this, you're supposed to fire somebody when it doesn't work. Only you can't do that because they keep winning. So, yeah, and... I mean, what's I, I don't know what else to say, you know, it's going to be I mean, the next few years, how they play out from a roster construction standpoint are going to be really important. Right. Because mm-hmm. the the big reason why Trent Balky got fired ultimately on top of clashing with Jim Harbaugh and and not being good, <laughs> like really after 2013 um, was because he just couldn't replenish the roster. Right. Mm-hmm. Like his he just had so many misses in the draft. He just couldn't replace all the star players that ended up moving on. Where the 49ers are lucky right now is that they have a lot of high caliber first round type talent on the team that they got without investing first round picks. Right. Fred Warner, third round pick. Debo Samuel, second round pick. George Kittle, fifth round pick. Trent Williams, a trade for a three and a five. Right. Christian McCaffrey, a trade for a bunch of picks, but none of them first rounders. Mm -hmm. Right. So they they've stockpiled a roster, you know, Javon Hargrave for agency, like they've stockpiled a roster of really good players without having to spend first round picks to get them with the exception of Trey Lance. So. Like. Does the lack of first round picks in 2022 and 2023 you know, next off season, the off season after that, when the 49ers eventually are going to bleed some of their talent because they're, the team's just going to be too expensive. Is that going to come back to bite them? And is that going to prevent them from getting, getting to where they want to go? That ultimately is going to be the reckoning, I think, for, for whiffing on Trey Lance, more so than just not having, more so than Trey not necessarily being the guy because Brock Purdy does look like he could be something. Mm-hmm. Right. He he looks like he could be a winning quarterback. He won two playoff games as a rookie. Right. And like played a lot better than Dak Prescott against the Cowboys defense that, you know, top five in the league. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I, I just, you know, it's it's a tough situation and it's football. And we yeah, like you said, everybody wants everyone fired. It's like, sure, fire him. But <laughs> like everyone wants everybody fired. <laughs> But how, you know, like we've seen Jed York make make hires, right? Like he's 
you really that's... want you really want Jed York to to be making another coaching hire, the guy who hired Jim Tom Sula and the guy who hired Chip Kelly. Like you you want you want that instability that the 49ers had from 2014 through 2017 just because right. they whiffed on this. Like, no, to your like I think that's missing the forest for the trees because to your point, like they still have an elite roster. They're still in position to contend in the NFC. Yeah, that sucks, and maybe it hurts them down the road. But for right now, they seem to be fine, and they're lucky in that they're able to get a lot of high-quality players on the roster despite not having those first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. Yeah, I know I know. fans are going to sit like, I don't want to tell anybody how to fan. That's not my goal. I don't believe it's your goal. Say and think what you want that is your prerogative but if we're going based in reality and what the 49ers are like doing and thinking i promise you jed york is not sitting there in santa clara right now going well they traded trey well now they're on the clock like nah man if they keep going to nfc title games and they keep signing good players and they keep going to the playoffs and being in among the super bowl contenders every year going into the season i think jed's chilling so yeah. I don't know how long the clock is for them to, to win a Super Bowl, but I promise as long as they're in contention, I I don't think Jed's going to do anything rash. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. I don't think let's... Jed wants to. I don't think Jed wants to hire a coach anytime soon. And I don't yeah, think this I... is, I don't think this is an egregious enough mistake to. It would, it would be. Look, fire here's the, let me last point on this. And then I swear to God, I'm done with it. It would be that egregious of a mistake if they had not been to the playoffs and they went seven and ten last year, and they were projected to win seven or eight games again this year. Then it would be that egregious, but it's not. Like that's not where they're at. So I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so if if Brock Purdy ends up not being the guy and he's just sort of another version of Jimmy Garoppolo, who's like can be a really good regular season quarterback, but just not quite be good enough in the playoffs or the biggest moments of the season like Jimmy Garoppolo and then the Niners end up having to trade for Kirk Cousins and then that doesn't work. Okay, now we're starting to talk about job security. Yeah. And like hey, how I'm, many yeah. like <laughs> realistically at what point you're like okay, security. Kyle, you've you've had so many opportunities to get a quarterback. Your last swing is on Kirk Cousins and it didn't work. So now, you know, we don't know what other like we don't know how to give you any more chances. Yeah. Or maybe they just maybe they keep him as coach. But maybe they take like that that power to find his quarterback <laughs> away from him. And I don't think he's gonna go for that. So no, probably not. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and then let's talk about some players who are on the team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Chris. We're going to talk about our favorite brand, Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com. You can follow them on Instagram at SGLambchops. They're a Minnesota-based fashion brand founded in 2012. And they are now our favorite brand, the official brand of Candlestick Chronicles. Comfort, quality, style. Check, check, check. Those three boxes, if those are the things you're looking for in your clothing, um, Mm -hmm. can't recommend lamb chops enough. I'm wearing a pair of mesh shorts right now. They're extremely comfortable, extremely stylish. Uh, these These are the werewolves. Um, where I think they're just regular wolves. Well, they're wolves. I mean, they look like. Do you believe those wolves transform into people? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're no, you're right. Maybe they do. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that they don't. Yeah, you can't prove that they're not that. <laughs> we'll um, have to ask. We'll have to ask our guys. But this is regular wolves. Okay, fair enough. Um, extremely comfortable, high quality. I've I've worn them. Warm to Disneyland, the zippered pockets on the shorts, the best. phenomenal, the best, the joggers, phenomenal, the, the hoodies, phenomenal. Great. It's all great stuff. Yeah, they got t-shirts, hoodies, shorts. Any season, Lamb Chops has got something for you, whether you want the loud and flashy, whether you're more into the understated styles, Lamb Chops is going to have something for you. So go to sglambchops.com right now and use promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get 20% off your order to check out some of those styles when they are released. Follow them on Instagram at SG Lamb Chops. The brand emphasizes attention to detail and premium quality that's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand cleaver logo and custom cut and fit for each piece. The brand's mission is to lead the herd with original and high quality clothing. Check and check. They offer one-of-a-kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to everyday essentials. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 at LambChops.com today. All right, I don't think I did... I don't think we're going to do a full like 53 man roster prediction. We can, if you'd like. No, thanks. But but I want to go through just some of the, I'm going to go through, (laughs) we're not going to do one together. I'm going to go through mine. No, (laughs) I'm just going to go. By the the time this is out, people we're recording this Monday night. Final cuts will be made on Tuesday. So here's, I don't want to get into specifics. Who's going to get cut. Who's not necessarily, but I want to go through kind of the tough aspects of, doing this 53-man roster. The areas that we think it'll be tough for the 49ers. And I want to start at quarterback because I don't know that they're going to keep Brandon Allen. I don't know that Brandon Allen did enough. And maybe he did. And I don't know that he did enough to justify, hey, have to keep Brandon Allen specifically because can't risk him signing elsewhere because he's the guy to be the number three quarterback. There's nobody else out there that can do what Brandon Allen does. The fact that he didn't get 11 on 11 reps against the Raiders in joint practices. And then he didn't play in the second preseason game. And I know that in that, that week was, was different because his, his, uh, his wife had a baby and he was with her for the week, but he was at the game and then, and then didn't play. (laughs) Yeah. Missing preseason practices. Is he really committed? No. Uh, so congratulations to Brandon Allen and his family for that. But then the third preseason game, he plays two series, he throws a pick and did not look good. I just, 
I don't think that Brandon Allen is so special that they can't go sign Colt McCoy and have him do the same thing if they need to, if he does sign elsewhere. So my my counter argument would be, who do you need to keep on the roster that's more important than a third quarterback? I think that it allows you to, it gives you some maneuverability at tight end with the injury to Camelotu there. It gives you the ability to maybe keep an extra receiver or maybe an extra defensive back if they're still trying to figure out exactly what they're doing in the nickel. Or if they really do like Deshaun Jameson that much, maybe it allows you to keep him around and there's kind of a weird way to do that. I I I get what you're saying. There's nobody that I'm really leaving off the roster that I'm like, oh man, that's going to be tough. But at the same time... <laughs> I also don't feel that way about letting Brandon Allen go. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it, they, if Brandon Allen gets cut, there's like a reasonable chance that he's signed somewhere else to be a backup, like to be a, a quarterback too. Mm-hmm. So like if, if it were a scenario where it's like, Oh yeah, you're going to get that guy to the practice squad and he's, and he'll be available to you all season, barring like a quarterback injury somewhere or something. Then I would then I would mostly agree with you. I'm just looking at you know my 53 man projection, and look, it's just a projection, and I'm I'm not going to go right. through it. But even with three quarterbacks, I have four tight ends, and six receivers, and six linebackers and five corners so like i'm not seeing i don't know where necessarily that roster crunch is by keeping the third quarterback and i think like you know who knows with nick bosa's situation maybe you do need reinforcements along the defensive line but i think you can make concessions elsewhere i like you can probably get away with rostering seven offensive linemen early in the season because you can probably get guys like Nick Zakel or Jalen Moore or Matt Pryor to the practice squad and have them available to you. Like they're not going right. to get snatched up. Um, so, you know, and even, even Jameson, like I, you know, maybe you go five linebackers and if you put, I don't know, one of those guys on the practice squad, maybe linebackers, a bad example, but you know, Carrie Hyder, for example, you just like throw him on the practice squad. Is the NFL mm-hmm. going to be clamoring to go get Kerry Hyder? No, yeah, probably not. <laughs> so I, I just think given given what the NFC Championship game looked like, given how they've talked about the quarterback position, you know, like if Brock Purdy gets hurt, then, you know, Brock Purdy still is coming off major elbow surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have Sam Darnold, like if you're if you're a contending team, and your quarterback plan is Sam Darnold and then a street free agent because you potentially lose Brandon Allen to a backup job, say in Cincinnati or wherever. Sure. You know, that would be tough for a team that's trying to contend. So I, I just think the insurance there at that That... position is more important to me than like a guy that you can probably just keep around on the practice squad. So I guess that, to me like that all makes sense what you said and the 49ers seem to really love Brandon Allen but you said for a team trying to contend 
if Brandon Allen's starting a playoff game, are you picking the 49ers? No, I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to tread water in the middle of the season and, you know, like sure, sure, sure. A, a, yeah. a game here and there is determining your seating and whether or not you have to go to Philadelphia or Philadelphia comes to you in January. Like, I would rather have Brandon Allen than some guy you're going to get off the street. Sure. At least in a backup role when you know, you know, if Brock Purdy's hurt, you're one snap away from from your backup guy needing to be in there. Sure. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, You have six receivers? Yeah, six receivers. Um, I'm guessing Danny Gray opens a year on, on IR. Um, Ray Ray McLeod, don't know if he'll be back for week one with that broken hand or broken wrist. But So Matt Burroughs made an interesting point on this very podcast because I was thinking, oh, Ray Ray McLeod will go to IR with designation to return. Same thing with Danny Gray. They can do that with Cam Latu, who we'll talk about in a second. And they'll just and like Matt brought up, they ran out of designated IR spots last year. Yeah. Or designated to return. You get to do eight. So I thought that was a I kind of think point. it made me rethink how the Niners are going to do that. I kind of think Cam Latu, given the way his his training camp and preseason went like they're probably they obviously don't want him to get hurt, but it might be a blessing in disguise that the injury he's got, which who knows meniscus surgery. I mean, it can, can be it can be a it can be a couple weeks if it's like minor. It can be like season long if it's significant. Can we? It's a, would we, it surprise you if Cam Latu just redshirted this season and was no, just put on no, IR the whole year? No, no, not at all. Yeah. But they would need to do that before cuts if they want to keep that roster spot. Right. But that's a separate. Can we talk about the vague description Kyle Shanahan gave of this injury? This is my favorite Kyle Shanahan and injury stuff is always weird because he's always really like purposely super vague. Like, I don't know. I just read what they give me. This is what it is. He says, Camelotu knee meniscus has some swelling, most likely going to have to get some surgery on that. What a weird thing to say. I like, I like the knee surgery. I like the knee meniscus thing. Like it's not an elbow meniscus. It's, it's a knee meniscus. That definitely on his card thing that he gets just said Latu knee. Right. And then he asked, what is it? And they said, meniscus might need surgery. <laughs> and he just read the card and was like, oh, yeah, they're going to ask what that is. I'm just going to tell them. Might yeah. need to get some surgery on that. Just a little bit of light surgery. Yeah, just some just some meniscus surgery. Um, it doesn't <laughs> sound great. I, I sprinkle don't, a meniscus surgery. Yeah, I'm, I'm just <laughs> a little taste of surgery. Um, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to pontificate on what on on yeah. the what how long he could be out but for me it's like all right i think this is an opportunity to to stash him for the year mm-hmm. and you know let him get fully healthy and not try to like relearn how to play football with an injured knee yeah i'm like november because i don't think they need him like for me i have george kittle charlie warner ross dwelly and like Braden willis you know like i don't know <laughs> I think they yeah. I think they probably go with four tight ends because they like like to have four tight ends. Um, particularly right. if one of those or both of those guys at the back end can play can play special teams. So I I don't think you, you really need Cam Lotsa. Can we talk about the kicker situation? 
Please. I can't wait. I mean, so Jake Moody might be able to go week yeah, one. Yeah, TBD with a quad strain. With a quad strain. Zane Gonzalez just out for multiple weeks. Can we pause there briefly? Yeah. The 49ers kept two kickers on their roster in hopes of trading Zane Gonzalez when a team like the Browns had their kicker Cade York get the yips and they need a kicker. And then Zane Gonzalez gets hurt warming up for the preseason finale. That's brutal for everyone involved. I I feel so bad for him. What's Kyle Shanahan doing to those kickers, man? It's time to hold him accountable. Did Kyle Shanahan sabotage Zane Gonzalez? Kyle Shanahan telling these guys not to stretch or what? These are the questions we need answered. No, I feel really bad because it looked like Zane Gonzalez having a good camp. Oh, man, he's going to get traded. He's going to go to a team and he's going to kick this year after not playing at all next year. And then, boom, calf injury, last game. And now probably not going to get traded. And probably just going to get cut and just be out there. My entire, yeah, like my entire point with taking Jake Moody in the third round or fourth round, whatever the 49ers want to say, because it was a comp pick. It's like the dude just has to be good and you just, you just can't worry about him now. Like you, you, the ideal scenario for drafting a kicker there. Yeah, we're good. We have a good kicker. We don't have to think about it at all. And Jake Moody with his misses in the preseason with the injury. Now it's like, it's the exact opposite of that. Like the 49ers are stressed about their kicker situation which is the exact opposite thing you want when you draft a kicker in the third round. They literally took a kicker in the third round because they didn't want to deal with this and forget the injury for a second. Like that's obviously playing a role and we can talk about what they're going to do about it because I don't think it's going to take the, the cap man or not cap maneuvering, but the roster maneuvering that it's kind of being made out to, to need, but here we go. Even before this part of the consternation over Jake Moody is not, Oh, if he's healthy, he's going to be cash in week one and they're good to go. He just needs to be healthy. I think the Niners probably wanted that third preseason game to see if he can make his kicks. (laughs) Like he's still TBD on whether he's good at NFL football or not. And now he's hurt. It's not great. If he can't practice, if he can't practice at all, but then Saturday before the game, team doctor is like, yeah, he's good to go. Are they going with him or rando kicker that they signed during that week? They're definitely going with rando kicker, right? Is has Robbie Gold flying out to the Bay Area? No chance, point? dude. Robbie <laughs> Robbie Gold is flying out to the Bay Area to play Olympic Club, and then he's flying home. <laughs> That's where Robbie Gold's coming to the Bay. Uh, he'd, he'd probably. I mean, if you were if you were flying all that way, he'd probably play like Paso Pebble. and and Pebble and. Uh... Just get a quick 36 of, of Pasa and, and, yeah, and Lake, Lake Merced. <laughs> yeah, a little, t- little twilight night at Pasa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause the front nine that they're redoing the front nine right now. So you can only play the back nine, which is probably the best nine in Northern tough. Country. <laughs> tough, scene, tough scene. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, would it be crazy? Like, would it be, would it shock you if we're like Tuesday of Steelers week? It's like, yep, signed Robbie Gold. Yes. That would shock you. I would be shocked if they signed Robbie Gold. Shocked. Not so much that the Niners would call him, 
but that Robbie Gold would say yes. I think Robbie Gold would rather play golf and vibe than come live in the Bay Area and kick for the 49ers again. Robbie Gold really, 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 really wants to be a Hall of Fame kicker. He's not going to do that playing golf at this point. Like Robbie, you know, like Robbie talks about the Hall of Fame and stuff like candidly and openly. Sorry, Robbie, but I don't think you're there yet. (laughs) And you got to keep building your resume. And if a contending team calls you, even if it's not for whatever your asking price would be, like at this point, given the fact that you're unemployed, like you should probably just be like, okay, a contending team, be... contending team that I'm familiar with wants me and needs me. I should probably just go make some of these kicks. If Jake Moody was out for the year, I would be right there. But if Jake Moody's out for week one, it would be worse for Robbie Gold to sign for a week and then get released than to not sign at all. Yeah, that's fair, but like are you are you automatically just giving Jake Moody the job if he's healthy if you have Robbie you Gold have, on the roster? You have to. Because you can't cut Jake Moody. <laughs> I mean, that would be a super funny drop if we were doing a radio show. <laughs> and we we saw this like if bro, they're not Although Robbie Gold, Robbie Gold is to Jimmy Garoppolo as Jake Moody is to Trey Lance in this scenario. As you say, what would <laughs> worst move? The Trey Lance trade and pick or the Jake Moody pick? Man. If Jake I mean, Moody plays zero games for the 49ers, it's the Moody pick, by the way. <laughs> no, I, I think he's gonna <laughs> No, I, I, I don't think they're gonna go. They they went and got their they worked out their guy Tristan Viscano. He was three for three in a game in 2020. He also made a couple extra points in a loss to Seattle down there in Arizona. Got a big leg. I'm, I'm just the other guy. Hey, the other guy, Russellini, Russellino, Russellini. I forget his name. The, he's 34 years old. He's played in one NFL game. He went 0 for 1 on field goal tries as a 51 yarder, and he went 1 for 3 on his extra points. That's the guy they worked out today. Yeah, I don't think uh Oof. Doesn't seem like he's gonna be the pick over over Vizcaino. Yeah, I don't think so either. And so let me get to the let me get to the I know we're making jokes and stuff, but for real, let's get serious about I'm this. not kidding. We're a very serious if football, Jake Moody is unavailable to play week one and they sign Robbie Gold and he makes all of his kicks in week one, you're still rolling with Robbie Gold. It's the same thing as like having Jimmy Garoppolo as as your quote unquote hedge for Trey Lance last year. <laughs> Robbie Gold is doing the same thing, kicking so on you're the side. Rostering field. two kickers? There's Jake Moody, your kickoff specialist. Oh, here we go. I think that's what he did at Michigan, go blue. In a blowout, in a blowout, you get Jake Moody mop up duty. All I'm saying is, I mean, you're Jake Moody's making the team, but like you might have to put him. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hey, we're up. We're up 27 with four minutes left. You got fourth down in the opposing 27. Get Moody in there. Robbie Gold's Robbie Gold signs Tuesday before the Steelers week. He goes three for three and hits a 46 yarder to win the game. 
and then Jake Moody's cleared off his quad strain going into week two. You really going to Jake Moody in that scenario? That's exactly why they're not going to sign Robbie Gold. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna He's never gonna... missed a playoff kick. No, I understand that. You know who else hasn't? Tristan Vizcaino. So or, or or Jake Moody, I guess, for that for that. Thank you. Thank you. We're being factually correct. No, I, I just I think they're gonna sign a kicker to their practice squad the week of the Steelers game. They'll activate that guy off the practice squad for the game. And that'll be it. I don't think it's gonna they're gonna have to change how they they're not gonna leave George Odom off the roster to keep a second kicker. <laughs> Oh man, this is it's brutal. It's brutal. Have two it's kickers, the... have two kickers that you're carrying all offseason and both of them are hurt right around final cuts. It is brutal. I feel so bad for both of them. Yeah. It's really tough. Dur- uh Darrell Luter, one of the Niners draft picks, didn't practice at all in camp because he got hurt during OTAs. Kind of a weird thing. But I think he's going to make the team and then go back on Pup, where he's been all offseason. I think he would have to be he would have to be on IR, right? Yes. Because I think no, Pup is only a preseason on thing. Is that right? I don't know. I forget how that works. I'd imagine if, if you're a rookie and you get no... No, it is. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm dumb. And you're if you're a rookie and you've got no training camp with right, this team like in particular, Nick... unless you're like a Nick Bosa type rookie, which we can talk about him too. Um, right, but Dura Luter has a knee bruise. They can't. They're not going to IR him for the year for that. I mean, if is he capable of playing football? They have no idea if he can play. <laughs> Good point. So it might be it might be the same as Cam Latu, just like yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna redshirt him. I guess, or put him on Nick the practice. Bosa's still not in camp. Yeah, so that little chestnut, huh? <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm. It doesn't I'm officially... sound like it's close. So here's what I think happened. This is my conspiracy theory. I've got a tinfoil hat on. So Ian Rappaport said on the Pat McAfee show on Monday that he doesn't get the idea that anything's imminent and that they're not really talking. And it's because I think the Niners have put an astronomical number out there that Nick Bosa is ready to sign, but Nick Bosa doesn't want to do any preseason stuff. And so he told his agent, I'm chilling until the Sunday before the regular season starts. And then I'll pull up, I'll get my three practices in and we'll rock. That's my conspiracy theory on why the 49ers and Bosa don't seem close. According to Ian Rappaport. I mean, I I think 49ers fans and the 49ers should hope that's the case. Right. I just, I don't know, man. The Bosa's drive a hard bargain. Just the historically. Thing is, is, yeah. If you're. I, I think the the thing that complicates it for the 49ers is not what is Nick Bosa worth, right? Like I don't think there's any there's any question that he's due to be one of the highest paid non quarterbacks, if not the highest paid non quarterback in the league. 
But the Niners have Eric Armstead, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, like all these players that if they sign Bosa to this this huge extension, they've got to figure out the cap gymnastics to either keep them or they got to figure out if they're good losing them. And that's over the next year or two. I will say the 49ers historically with Parag Marate being their chief cap guy have signed like a lot of pretty team friendly ish deals. Like when it comes to big contracts to where like they tend to have flexibility when they need to. Now they haven't always maximized those team friendly deals because a lot of them, they end up like restructuring, which is essentially like, putting it on the credit card and and then just paying the credit card balance off later. Right. Mm-hmm. Like eventually those bills come due. <laughs> uh, but I just, I, I, I could see Nick Bosa being like, nah, we're, I'm not doing that game with you guys where you guys are offering minimal guarantees, even though there are triggers that can guarantee me a lot of money off any, like I'm, I am making sure I am set for the next four to six years. Right. right. Like there's, mm-hmm. I'm not doing the thing where like, okay, he's, he's got hurt and like they're moving off in three years because they guaranteed some money up front, which they like right. to do and then make it. So there's little guarantee towards the back end of the contract or after the first two seasons. Like I could see Nick Bosa's camp being like, nah, we're, we're guaranteeing money throughout like four years of this deal and the Niners are like, ah, we'll do like two or three, you know? And like, like you said, with all the big contracts they have and all the cap gymnastics that they're going to have to go through over the next few seasons, it's a complicated contract because the 49ers need that flexibility because of all those big deals they have. Mm -hmm. Nick Bose is like, yeah, I don't really like your flex. Your need for flexibility is not my fault or is not, that has nothing to do with me. I'm here. I'm the defensive player of the year. Make me the highest paid defensive player in the league and figure all your other stuff out later. Like the fact that you have to deal with other players on the roster has nothing to do with me. That's what mm-hmm. I think his camp is probably saying. Sure. And I was like, well, we really like all these players we have. We'd or like do you think, or do you think the Niners are coming up short on dollars and they're going, look, we're kind of strapped. Like, this is where we're at. And Bose's camp is like, then you shouldn't have signed Javon Hargrave. You shouldn't have bought Leeds United. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have thought about that. Nick Bose's agent, big into the prem. <laughs> big Chelsea guy. Um, <laughs> no, I I don't know. I It doesn't sound like. It My doesn't sound great shit. from everything terrible in here. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> from, from everything you hear about this Nick Bosa discussion, and there's not a lot of noise right now. And I think that's a credit to probably Nick Bosa's camp and, and the Niners. Cause it's like, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the Debo Samuel situation in the off season where he's like demanding a trade or anything like that. So, right. Um, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but I mean, I'm it's... not pa- I'm not panicking until he's not in practice for the first week of the season. Yeah, but like I said too, like how many snap? Even if Nick Bosa shows up Tuesday or Monday, like they'll have a practice mm-hmm. Monday. Um, 
before week one and then probably Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like they always do. But like, how many snaps are you giving Nick Bosa in week one if he only has three practices under his belt before going? 85%. You're just throwing him out there. Like, yeah. Like he would normally. Yeah. Why not? See, I'd be like a little worried about that. Just, I know he's Nick Bosa and I know he's a freak and I know he exercises more than anybody. Exercise a lot. Just, I mean, you could see he looks like somebody who exercises quite frequently. <laughs> um, but I'd still be like football shapes a little bit different. I would just be weary or leery, I should say, about just throwing him in there for like 50 snaps. Sure. And if like, if they're careful with them and they're like, okay, we'll play you 50% of the snaps. And Nick Bosa plays, you know, 25, 30 plays. Like, is that preventing you from winning the game? <laughs> like, are you Cleveland Furl and Drake Jackson and Terry Hyder and Alex Barrett? Like, are those dudes going to go approximate what Nick Bosa gives you? Probably not. And so that's, that's sort of where I think this is tangible. Like, I would just be a little bit worried about putting that guy in there for so much of that, so much of the game without getting any training camp reps. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, risk hurting him. Because if he like it's it's a lot harder to go win in Pittsburgh if your best player is just not out there for as as long as he normally would be. Hmm. Yeah. Hot take. I guess. 49ers would have a harder time beating the Steelers with Nick Bosa playing fewer snaps than normal. Honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't know. aggregate that. They're gonna have to, yeah, I that that yeah, I don't, I guess, like I don't really have a good argument against that. But they keep talking about how comfortable they are with Nick Bosa being in shape, ready to play. So it wouldn't shock me at all if he plays yeah. and plays a lot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if anybody could just come in cold and be like, yeah, I played played 65 snaps in week one, it was fine. I, I guess it would be both. Like, that wouldn't be... Or maybe maybe you thing. use <laughs> maybe you use the first half as your training camp for Bosa. Your first half like, of the game? Third downs, third downs only in the first quarter, and then in the second quarter you mix him in on some first and second down stuff. And then by the second half, he's rolling. He's playing every snap. Yeah, you just get like, you know, shit rolls downhill in the league, right? Like an early season injury can sometimes just screw everything up. Sure. So, you know, Nick Bosa comes in and strains a hamstring and misses a month and then is like coming back from that midway through the season. And then it's just, you know, you don't want. That could literally happen whenever Nick Bosa showed up though. No, it there's could. no, there's no, I don't, I don't believe if I read what Dr. Narav Pandya said, he is an orthopedic surgeon and associate pro- professor of sports medicine at UCSF in San Francisco. There's no evidence that holding out leads to increased injury risk. I hope not. Granted, just... it doesn't happen a lot. So the sample size is very small. Yeah, I just you just hear it a lot. Like I, I I can't ignore like the football shape first being an actual shape thing. Sure, no doubt. But I, I guess I guess maybe I'm betting on Nick Bosa being different. He's built different. 
he is yes yeah he is built (laughs) built dissimilar from the rest of us (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe he shows up the the week of and is fine like if anybody can do it it's him i would just be like i would be a little bit worried about about doing that without really knowing like what exactly what type of shape he's in oh dude this reminded me yeah we didn't get to talk about this because you were not here on Friday. It's fine. I'm not mad. Fred Warner getting a sack against the Chargers, shrugging and then doing the make it rain thing with his hands was unbelievable shit from Fred Warner. <laughs> yeah, I saw that after the fact. Um I'm so I was just I was really here for it in the moment. Teammates supporting teammates. Yeah, it's easy for Fred Warner to do after he's already gotten his contract, you know. You didn't see Quantrez Knight do it later? <laughs> <laughs> Quantrez Knight, T-Rock, big Q Knight guy. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, T-Rock, uh, I mean, a big flan guy. Loves loves him some flan, not flan, not the dessert. Although, who's anti-flan? I don't think anyone. Yeah, nobody is. Um, Love uh, Sam Darnold, by the way. Sam Darnold and Brandon Allen could push Brock Purdy if you listen to T-Rock. Yeah, man. I I don't know. I don't... I don't have anything... Like, I'm not... I'm not here to, to discredit anything any announcer says, but just, like, the team employees... And I love Greg Papa, and this isn't even a Greg Papa thing so much. But like, I, I don't, I don't need team employees announcing the preseason games. And this is not. Let me let me jump in here. This is not unique to the 49ers. I do watch no. a lot of preseason football for some other stuff I'm doing. And buddy, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> yeah, like, and it's I, I totally get it. Like, you're employ, they're they're employing, you're writing your checks. And yeah. like you gotta you gotta get your money dog you gotta fuel the propaganda machine i get it i'm just not i'm i'm not really gonna believe that sam darnold can can be a high level quarterback and push brock purdy without just seeing it first like let me see it like you know like i'll always go back to people like best training camp i've ever seen from a quarterback and again i don't when I covered the team, I I was there for nine training camps or whatever. Best training camp I saw from a quarterback was Brian Hoyer in 2017. Just Jeez. lights out. Just looked like, damn, could, could Brian Hoyer be a dude? Just like <laughs> based off the way he was practicing, right? Just like complete I'm command sad. of the offense, complete completing a high like a high percentage of passes. And it's like, oh yeah, no, training camp is not is not NFL games. Like let's I'm sad we didn't have a podcast then. <laughs> like, no, I'm not because we would have been like <laughs> Brian Hoyer. I think Brian Hoyer might be a dude. <laughs> Can the Niners make the playoffs in year one with Brian Hoyer? Uh, <laughs> no, but the that's like, you know, just because someone looks awesome on on the practice field does not mean they're going to be awesome in games. That's that was the whole lesson from that. It's like I'm not going to do the the thing where it's like, oh yeah, awesome in training camp. 
This guy who's played 55 games in the NFL has never really been above average. Has a good skill set. It's fine, but I, I just can't get there with Sam Darnold like being a high level quarterback until he actually does it in games. Let's like see that I, first I'm right before, there with we, you, before we start gassing him up. I'm That's right all. there with you. I'm so in the same lane as you. That's a good place to stop. We get to actually like talk about regular season football coming up. I can't wait. It's going to be great. By the time you're listening to this, the roster might be finalized. If you're listening to this on Tuesday afternoon, one o'clock is the deadline on Tuesday for teams to make all their roster cuts and get down to 53. We will have a pot up about that and what the roster looks like. And then we can put our foot on the gas and start talking about regular season football. I'm really, really excited. This is going to be a fun year. Yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with Robbie Gold and Jake Moody. It's going to be fun. More likely to take a snap for the 49ers this year, Robbie Gold or Tom Brady. Oh, Robbie Gold. (laughs) I was joking. The Niners have young Tom Brady and Brock Purdy. Hey, if Brock Purdy played for... Go (laughs) blue. If Brock Purdy played for... I don't know. The New York Giants would would he how like how many sports center segments would be leading like is Brock Purdy the next Tom Brady? Yo. Brock Purdy does play for the Giants. His name is Daniel Jones. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm joking. Brock think- is way more advanced than Daniel Jones. <laughs> Anywho. Subscribe, rate, review. I just, uh, one more point before we get out of here. I think it's funny because Brock Purdy plays, I think he because he plays for a West Coast team, people just watch it differently. Like, if he did what he did for the Giants or insert big market East Coast team. If he did it for the Jets, it would be on SportsCenter three segments a show every show. Yeah, it would be his Brock Purdy... the leading MVP candidate going into the season. Anyway. Thousand percent. Subscribe, rate, review if you have not done that. September 23rd, mark your calendars, 8 p.m., Cooperage Brewing in Santa Rosa. Super excited for that. See you all out there. Can't wait to talk real football. See you next time.